This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. On this episode, we have Thomas Kribernak, CEO of AppRator. Thomas, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Thank you very much, Art. Thanks for having me. All right, great. So any app project starts with an idea, concept that translates into development, testing, more testing, and even more testing, release on an app store, and marketing is a big part of it as well. SEO is a marketing technique that should be part of a marketing plan any app developers need to have. App Store is just 11 years old and uh, Google Play is roughly the same age. And SEO stands for App Store Optimization, emerged thanks to the natural necessity for app developers to make their apps discoverable on the app stores. Back in the day, there were no ad networks, uh, no app review magazines, just App Store for iOS apps and Google Play for Android apps. Basically, there were just two ways how people can discover apps, either via top charts or build and search. So today we have lots of marketing platforms to drive app installs, but search still commands about 65% of app installs for an app. And there's always this choice, okay, should I go with native search by implementing ACO technique or should I just go with paid search? But today, we're going to be talking, what if I'm doing both at the same time? But before we will be diving into the questions, Thomas, please tell our listeners a bit of your background. Tell us about yourself. Yes. So I think it was already a really good introduction that you made. My path into, let's say, online marketing started probably around 15 years ago. This was more or less with the rise of SEO back then. So a couple of years later, when the app stores came out and let's say at two to three more years, when the app stores started to become established and people knew, okay, this is going to last. Back then, people already started thinking of, okay, there will be probably a lot of competition sooner or later within the app stores. So what can I do to stand out? And one of the things that was just, you know, like I would say transferred from the web was the topic of search engine optimization over to the app stores where it was called app store optimization. And back then when this happened, I think this was also where I, you know, like for me personally figured out, okay, this is something that is super interesting to me where I can somehow rely on all the, the knowledge that I was able to gather in the field of SEO and implement the winning strategies as well for the app stores. So this means when this happened, I started specializing myself in the field of app store optimization. I started working as a freelancer for a couple of apps, really doing app store optimization for them. And sooner or later, I stumbled over the problem where I came to the thought, okay, there is so much manual work involved and there is also so much data involved and this is really hard to analyze all this stuff to make really good decisions. Uh-huh. So back then I was asking the smartest friend of mine, uh, the, the nerdiest genius <laughs> I knew, so to say, and asked him, hey, I have this challenge. There is a lot of data involved and I somehow need uh, optimization for the process in the background to really get, uh, to really drive results. Is there something that we can do? Is there something that you're interested in? And luckily, 
He said yes. Mm -hmm. And this was the birth of AppRadar. And since then, this is now a little bit than five years ago, around this area, we really specialized as a complete company in the field of abstract optimization. We are now around 20 people helping mobile games as well as mobile apps all around the globe, being more visible within the app stores and converting more traffic into actually users for their apps. All right, great. Just uh, out of curiosity, can you still remember your first app on which you were working as a freelancer? Was it a game or utility? It was a utility app, actually. It was huh. called My SMS. So it was a, a competitor to WhatsApp. And this was the first app that I was really hands-on optimizing, you know, with a lot of hours put in there on a daily basis. Wow. And it was great. Uh, it was my starting point. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Nice experience. Now, for the benefit of the audience, I kind of uh, assume that many listeners are familiar with the concept of what is ACO and uh, paid search. But could you please give us kind of a thumbnail sketch of what are abstract optimization and paid search? Mm -hmm, for sure. So the differentiation is, I mean, uh, somehow it is related, uh, but let me come to that a little bit later. I would say the basic concept of abstract optimization is if you really break it down, it is on the one hand optimizing your store listing in terms of finding good keywords that describe your app or that describe your game and that are also super relevant to your app or to your game. So on the one hand, finding those keywords and then trying to rank for these keywords so that when people in the stores are actually looking for these keywords that your app or your game appears and hopefully then end up installing it. Mm -hmm. So it's about, on the one hand, improving visibility within the app store by optimizing your store listing. And on the other hand, it is also optimizing your screenshots, optimizing your app icon, so that you, and as well as your description, so that you know, like you can really display trust that people that stumble over your app within the app store, you know, like at the first sight, they should have this feeling of, oh, this looks interesting, this looks trustworthy, I'm gonna download it now. So I would say this is the basic concept of app store optimization. On the right. one hand, more visibility, and on the other hand, uh, optimizing your conversion rates. On the other hand, when we think of paid user acquisition, it is about how can you get even more traffic to your App Store page. And this means that you can, for example, run campaigns on Instagram or you can run campaigns on Facebook or Google or there are several other ad networks out there where you can run ads. Mm -hmm. But the difference, the main difference is, and this is why it's called paid, you have to pay for every click that hopefully ends up becoming an in-store, so to say, compared to ASO where you, when you want to optimize your store listing, people will find your app or your game organically. This means you don't have to pay for every you know, like search request or something like that. All right, now, just uh, hypothetically, so app marketing team has both folks who are good in marketing, they can be tasked with doing app store optimization. And on the other hand, there is a marketing budget, and so this company can afford doing paid search. What is the beneficial aspect of doing both for this company? Or should they prioritize going strictly with ICO or paid storage? Or doing both will be the better case? Yeah, I think, you know, when you do both, actually, you can really uh, find uh, leverages for both ends. Because one of the ways how the App Store works and also the algorithms in the background works, or in other words, who gets the most visibility is, you know, like in a very, let's say, very bird view summary, I would say the apps with the most downloads will be the most visible within the app stores because this is just the way how the app stores work. 
they give more weight, they give more power to apps that are being downloaded more often than others. This means you can really use this for your benefit if you are jumping into the field of app store optimization. This means optimizing your app for relevant keywords, maybe also you know, like some kind of competitive keywords where you know, okay, there is something going on. There are a lot of people searching for it. There are also a lot of apps being found on this specific keywords. But when you can leverage your power of your app within the App Store with smart paid user acquisition, this means you're getting more installs, you're getting more downloads, you will also have the chance to rank for more competitive keywords within the App Store, number one. And number two, especially within the Apple App Store, with Apple search ads, you can even leverage your ranking on specific keywords. This means when you run Apple search ads and you're getting an install through a keyword, the Apple App Store in the background recognizes this connection. Okay, this keyword yeah. just drove an install for this specific app or for this specific game. So the, it must be relevant for it. So therefore, I will give it a little bit more power. And the more installs you get, the better also your organic rankings for this specific keyword will be because you're giving signals to the App Store. Okay, this is super relevant, this keyword in combination with this app. So as you can see, this is really, you know, like very much, let's say, a combined effort of different strategies that when well executed, uh, you know, like really play out very, very well. Right. So you're saying it goes both ways. Exactly. All right. Do you have any favorite paid search channel? Just in general, without any, you know, uh, specific case, is the one that you believe will works the best just for an average app? Yeah. I mean, for us, you know, like being in this business of uh, search optimization, <laughs> no. I have to say it's Apple search ads <laughs> because in the end, uh, it is a super relevant channel because people right. that already have a keyword in their mind, you know, they already know what they're looking for. You know, uh, for example, if you want to, I don't know, uh, you know, like New Year's Eve is coming. So this means there will be a lot of plans for the new year. Let's say you want to lose some weight. So you mm -hmm. already have in your mind that you want to... Exactly, that you want to lose weight. So you enter the app store and you search for lose weight. And you are, you know, like you already have in your mind uh, which app you're going to download, more or less, you know. So you are already super to, let's say, to your basic need uh, while you enter the app store. Compared to, for example, Instagram ads, where you see an app that is advertising, you know, it, it just takes multiple times that you see this ad until you recognize it. And then it takes additional multiple times until, you know, like you inside yourself have this kind of feeling. Hmm. Well, actually, this looks a little bit interesting. Let's check it out. Mm -hmm. So as you can see, the user journey is way longer on Instagram, for example, compared to people that already have in their head what they're looking for entering the app store and searching for it. So therefore... For me personally, and for us as a company, yeah, Apple Search Ads is, is the one channel to go because there you are already, your customers are already very advanced in their user journey. I see. It's, it's a good point. So um, can you give us an example, perhaps from your case studies of an app that actually benefited from doing both such duo of paid search and native uh, SEO? Yeah, we recently launched or released a case study that we did together with Wargaming for the game World of Warships, which was super successful, where exactly this combination played out. They were also adding additional paid user acquisition channels like influencer marketing. So they were also you know, like advertising very much on YouTube uh, throughout uh, different YouTubers that were promoting this game. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, we were optimizing the game for them, uh, their keywords, helping them finding the best keywords and really optimizing it in, I think, 
10 different languages or something like that. And in the end, we were able to achieve super great results with them and boosted their visibility in the App Store by up to 70%, depending on the different countries, so to say. Oh, but this was an amazing research, I have to say. Yes. Sounds, sounds impressive, really. Now, here comes the funny part. I have a few rapid-fire questions for you. So, yeah. iOS or Android, on which side are you? I'm using both, but I'm more the iOS guy. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a good choice. Yeah, I'm biased towards iOS. I'm, You're also biased I'm admitting towards it. Right, right. So, <laughs> completely on the same page. So, now, can you remember, what was your first mobile phone on the pre-smartphone era? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> this goes back uh, way long. Uh, I think it was from exactly. a local producer over here in Austria, or I don't know, they, they had their own brand. It was uh, somehow rebranded. I don't know. I cannot even remember the name of how it was called. But back then, the only thing that I knew was this was pre-Nokia or before Nokia, you know, like really uh, came up, so to say. Uh -huh. So, yeah, no idea how this brand was called, actually. <laughs> cool. All right. So let's get back to present. Uh, what, 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 is your <laughs> what is your favorite app and why? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it depends. Uh, it, it really depends on the use case, I would say. One of the apps that I'm using the most is just you know, like uh, for community building and also professional reasons is LinkedIn which I think is, you know, like a really great app with a lot of functionality. Uh, you can, you know, uh, build up your network over there. Uh, it's really great. So I would say this is on the on the app side and on the gaming side. Oh, hard to say. I think right at the moment, probably Arc Hero, but this is changing very rapidly uh, from week to week, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I see. All right. Can you think of an app that is the most overrated, like the app that there's so much hype about it, but to be honest, it doesn't deserve that hype. <laughs> or, um... oh, that is a, <laughs> yeah, that is a good question. I mean, I can think back of the times, maybe you can also remember, you know, like when Meerkat and Periscope, when they were coming out, the first, you know, mm -hmm, like live mm -hmm. streaming apps that were there. Yeah, I mean, back then I thought to myself, oh, what is this hype all about? You know, why is this uh, pushing so hard? But mm -hmm. now looking at it, uh, now looking at live streaming over apps, I mean, back then I thought to myself, okay, this is super overrated. Uh, nobody is interested in following other people's what they're doing live. But mm -hmm. I have to say now, uh, you know, like a couple of years in the future, now in the present time, yeah, <laughs> live streaming is totally a thing. <laughs> All right, cool. So what new app technologies are you most excited about? I mean, uh, personally, I have to say, I guess I have, I have been waiting for this already since quite some time, but virtual reality, uh, in generally speaking, I think uh, can be, you know, like super crazy, massive, big, <laughs> I would say. So this is really one of the things that I'm looking forward to where this technology is going. I think we're still somewhere in the beginning also, you know, like with the with the big glasses that you have to put in your head with the big headsets. It's not super user-friendly yet, but I think that from a technical point of view, there will be a lot of innovation into this field. And I think that this is yeah one of the, the most exciting technologies that I have on my radar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see, on your radar. <laughs> so, but I assume you wouldn't accept a brain implant, to, no? <laughs> Maybe not permanent, let's put it yeah. like this. But uh, if it could be 
you know, like attachable or something like that. Uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> All right, great. So before I let you go, how people can get in touch with you and uh, get more information? Yeah, so I think the easiest way uh, to get in touch with me or with us is by visiting appraider.com, checking out our product and shooting us a message through the chat. I think that is probably the number one easiest option. And the second easiest option would be to add me on LinkedIn and send me a message over there. All right, great. Thanks a lot for your time and coming on our podcast, Thomas. Yeah, thank you very much, Art, for the invitation. Bye-bye. And that Bye. was Thomas Gruberneck, CEO of AppRadar. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Once you subscribe, you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review and comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Till the next time. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.